0: So, friends, I have a question for us this morning. Wouldn't it be easier? Wouldn't it be easier if our lives were always, always perfect? If life always went like it was supposed to. If we never endured any hardships, any trials, any diversions, any temptations, any loss, or any grief. If we always went up and to the right in everything we did in life. If everything always worked out perfectly for us all of the time. It doesn't take us very long in life to figure out that that is just not the case. So I was sitting with someone just this week as their beloved spouse was dying and they told me this was all so unexpected. But life isn't perfect. And I replied, I am only 31 years old, but yet I know that to be so true. Life is beautiful and terrible and imperfect and just is. And so here's some examples. We work so hard on that project, whether it's a project in school or then we go out in the workforce and we work hard on projects for work. Just for all the time for it not to go as we planned. We get a bad grade. The boss doesn't like it. We don't get a raise or promotion. And we find ourselves having to scrap it all and just try over again. We try to take care of our health. Like we do the things. We exercise. We eat right. We get sunlight. We get water. We go to the doctor. And yet the unpredictable still happens. I sit with people and see this happen again and again and again. We get that call that we never wanted from the doctor and we see our world turned upside down unexpectedly. We can try to make our finances and budget work, but sometimes that just feels so hard, like an uphill battle. And changing circumstances and unexpected things that happen in life can just throw us all off the course on that. And these are a few examples. It feels like in life, the scenarios just keep coming and coming and coming. And boy, do they. We all have trials and tribulations. We all go through those rough seasons that we just have to go through. Our lives are far from perfect because life itself is far from perfect. But as we are encountering Jesus with fresh eyes in this series... That we're calling Jesus season one again bringing us back without those preconceived notions without the cultural things we put on Jesus. If we were to look at Jesus in season one, what would it be like? And so in light of all these thoughts about trials and tribulations in life not being perfect, we have to ask the question. Well, What about Jesus? Was life always perfect and always easy for Jesus or was it difficult Did Jesus have trials and did Jesus have temptations? Does Jesus get what all of this can feel like too? So invite us into our scripture reading for this morning from the gospel gospel of Luke chapter four, verses one through 13, starting out with verse four, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit. Sounds great. Returned from the Jordan and was led by the spirit into the wilderness Where for 40 days he was tested by the devil. So do you hear that? I emphasize it for a reason. Jesus was tested. We see very early on in his ministry. Jesus did not have it perfect or easy either. In the very beginning. We see this very rocky beginning for Jesus of testing by the devil. And so we want to hone in on this idea and this location of wilderness. I mean, for us, we get the image, we get the vibe, but we don't know the cultural significance of the wilderness. But Luke, Luke was writing to a Jewish audience. So as good Jews, they knew the Hebrew scriptures. They knew their Hebrew Bible. So they knew the wilderness was a foundational place for them as a people. So soon after the Israelites were free from Egyptian rule, you may have heard this story. They were very quick to mess up. They made this idol and they worshiped it instead of God. And so as a result, they had to spend 40, does that number sound familiar? 40 years wandering in, like you want to throw out a guess? Yes, the wilderness, the wilderness. And so it was here that they endured hardships Because living in the wilderness is not easy. But. It was here that their identity. As a people of God. Was formed. It was here that they learned. Who they were and what it meant. To be the people of God. In this world. And so similarly. Here we have Jesus. Very early on in his ministry. Also spending 40. But days. In the wilderness. And here. We see that this is a place where life is rough and life is far from perfect. And it is in this time that the testing and the trial comes to him. And this is even after Make sure to tell us that Jesus is filled with the Holy Spirit. So yes, even Jesus, yes, even being filled with the Holy Spirit, that doesn't get you a pass. That reminds us that no one is exempted from tests and trials, my friend. So we see in the continuing scriptures that he endured three trials in this passage. He, being Jesus, ate nothing during all of those days. And when they were over, he was famished. The devil said to him, if you are the son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, it is written, one does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. The devil said to him, to you, I will give all this authority and their glory for it has been given over to me. I will give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it'll be all yours. Jesus answered him. It is written, worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil led him to Jerusalem, placed him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to protect you. And on their hands, they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, do not put the Lord your God to the test. So when the devil had finished every test... He departed from him until an opportune time. So we see in these scriptures here, even Jesus went through a period of testing. And of course, it came at the worst time. He was tired. He was hungry. He was alone. He was in an unfamiliar place of the wilderness and being Jesus was not alone to enough to exempt him from this. Being filled with the Holy Spirit, still not enough to exempt him from this. No, Jesus had to endure a trial in the wilderness. How painfully familiar that feels to all of us. With whatever hardship you may have had to endure, maybe you are enduring in your life. I know I have had... Continue to have will continue to have because that's just life my share of bad days and hardships and hard seasons in life because they just happen. But Jesus models for us how to respond. And so that's the key insight for us, I think, in this passage here. Yes, you are you and I am me and neither one of us are God. We are not Jesus, but Jesus Gives us an example. Jesus paints for us this model of strength. Jesus paints for us a model of response. Notice, Jesus does not lash out. Jesus does not project. He does not take it out on any unsuspecting people. He does not give in to temptation, even when it is difficult. The devil in these scenes tries to quote scripture even at Jesus. And Jesus quotes scripture back. But I thought about it. Isn't each of these scenarios just a firm and confident way that Jesus is saying no? There's the temptation to turn the rock into bread. And Jesus says no. There's the temptation to worship the devil for just a second so he would hold up his end of the deal, give up power over the world, and Jesus says no. The temptation to show off power by throwing himself off a cliff and being saved by angels, and Jesus says no. Jesus calmly quotes scripture to stand his ground, to de-escalate the situation, to be the bigger person, to do the right thing, even in the hardship of the wilderness to say no again and again and again and again so we have to ask ourselves what lessons can we glean from this what can we learn can we be inspired to do the same of course we aren't jesus we aren't going to be perfect but here's what we are we are disciples of jesus christ it is our mission statement, in fact, as a church and as a denomination. So, that means we have to try. That means that are, these are lessons that we must try to learn, to reflect, to embody as best as we can in our day to day lives, as radical and as countercultural as all of this is. So the response to testing and trials is often angry projection. It's often taking it out on someone else, caving into the temptation to do something hurtful or harmful, either to yourself or others. Thinking that we are alone and that God is far from us in our suffering. But can we just say no and keep going forward? Can we follow this example of Jesus? Because there are many ways and many people who embody this, of course. People who have gone through cancer with this miraculously positive attitude. People who have recovered from alcohol and drug addictions. You can probably think of someone or many someones in your life who fit this description. But as I was sitting in my office, writing the sermon, trying to think of a person who embodied this, I kept being drawn to this photo that's actually hanging in my office of my ordination. So there's a woman who's in a white robe. You may or may not know her. Her name is Bishop Sue Hoppert Johnson. So Bishop Sue was obviously not always Bishop Sue. She used to be Pastor Sue and was the first female clergy at this church, First United Methodist Church of Lakeland. So, you might say that I'm a big fan of hers, <laughs> and I was really excited to have her present at my ordination. But anyway, here is why I bring up her story. So, Bishop Sue was a pastor at this church In the 90s. And of course she moved on to many more appointments. Eventually district superintendent. To be a bishop after that. But here's some perspective. On her ministry. And on her time here. So the first female clergy. In the Florida conference of the United Methodist Church. Were not ordained until 1977. So almost the 80s. 1977. And so here comes Bishop Sue. Serving as the first female clergy. At this church. Still at a time when the idea of female pastors in the United Methodist Church was very new. And she was the first one that this church here had ever seen. So Bishop Sue will talk about in general over many of the different churches that she served in those early, early years. About how hard of an adjustment that was for people and for many other female clergy in that same spot. Sharing stories about how people were obsessed with whether or not she wore open-toed shoes or closed-toed shoes on a Sunday morning. Making sure that she was wearing pantyhose. And I even heard someone say it had to be the right color pantyhose or else it wasn't professional enough. So I like to think that maybe if Bishop Sue could see Ural's embrace of me and my lovely self, that she'd be happy. You know. (laughs) But I think about that. And I think that Bishop Sue could have gotten bitter. So her previous career before that was being a lawyer, and she always could have gone back to that, right? She could have hung up her robes and her stoles for good. But she never did. She never did. She kept moving forward. She kept following God's call, loving and serving others. And she became a bishop. The first female bishop to be associated with this church. Which is powerful. And so I'm not saying that the point here is that there has to be some grand calculus. Where you take your time of trial and suffering. And you have to turn it into some grand achievement. Or you're not doing it right. That's not that's not the formula here. But what it is about. Is that this is a story of us being inspired that we can keep going. We can keep going. Despite the bad things that happen to us, we can follow these examples of Jesus, of Bishop Sue, and just keep saying no to the temptations to lash out and act in unchristlike manners. Whether that's the temptation to stop trying, that temptation to become vengeful and bitter, that temptation to harm ourselves or others. The temptation to stop loving our God or stop serving others. And so friends, may we be encouraged that God will be faithful to us on the journey. Just as Jesus got through the trials of the wilderness, we can get through those unexpected wilderness life times in our life too. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. Friends, let's close in prayer together. So God of love and light, we thank you for the reminder that even Jesus endured hardship and trial. So may we be encouraged to keep going too, even in our own twists and turns of life. Amen so friends as we prepare to go from this place may you receive this benediction may you know that whatever thing you are going through whether it's something you've gone through in the past whether you're going through something right now or whether something's unfortunately around the corner for you god is with you in that we have examples of people who have walked through this before who we can reach out to for support that is called the body of christ and so friends You are not alone. You can get through this. And we, through that loving, through that caring for each other, we can be an example of God's love to the world. So may it be so. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.